Welcome back in. Welcome to all of you that are already here and those of you on the network that are now getting the program. It is a Green and Gold Monday, and the Green Bay Packers shocked everybody. Shocked everybody. It, it We kept saying all week long, punch the bully in the face, get up early, and then you're going to have collectively, collectively, a group of people go, oh, no, here we go again. You, you, the, you could just feel the Cowboys fan base. You could just sense it with McCarthy and Dak. Like, if they got punched in the face, they, they're just expecting to win. And this whole thing would tighten up. And when uh, Mike, Mike uh, Clemens and I yesterday were texting during the game, and I said to Mike, because Mike, when we go into stadiums, Mike does it more than I do, but when we go into uh, opposing stadiums, we usually, we got a little tiny, I don't even have it sitting, yeah, I do, no, I don't, no, I don't, I thought I had it here in front of me, I'd show it to you, I, I, yeah, it is, here it is, I got a little one of these, and this is a little Sony Walkman radio, okay, if you're watching over on the live stream, little Sony Walkman radio, little tiny thing, little transistor, you put an earpiece in it, and people think we're goofy because we carry these. But it's great because you can tune in to the local radio station and get the local broadcast. Because you can't do unless you pay for it, you can't do it for your home broadcast. And if you do via the internet, it's usually 10 to 15, 20 seconds behind. Where these things, they pick it up live that time. And you always like to listen. You like to listen to the game. Because you're going to hear, like Larry will hear things and see things that I don't pick up at the game sometimes. And I find it interesting. And so will. The opponents, uh, the the you know the opponents radio broadcast crew. So we always listen to these things. So Mike was telling me yesterday that the broadcast team for the Cowboys, when the Packers got up early, and the Cowboys looked to really tighten up, really tighten up, that they were upset. They said, "Look." Everybody acted all week long like the Packers were merely a formality. And all the talk in the media, in Dallas, and those those areas, television stations, radio stations, talk radio down there, was all about how they're going to be able to get over the 49ers. As if the Green Bay Packers were merely uh, an afterthought. Just, you know, just roll your helmets out. You'll win this game. This is a young team. Yeah, they're not a good team. They don't have Aaron Rodgers anymore. You know, their defense stinks. Joe Barry stinks. Yeah, once you win the game, then you got to worry about the 49ers and, you know, NFC Championship games, you know, get through the divisional round. And, oh, by the way, we haven't lost in 16 straight games at home, so we're not going to lose this game. It's not going to happen. It's kind of like the same level of confidence Packers fans felt when Atlanta came to town uh, in frigid temperatures, and everybody said, well, the Packers don't lose because if it's under 32 degrees, 32 degrees or under, they don't lose. They haven't lost. They're 40, 46 and something at home. It's crazy. They're just going to win the game. Just go roll your helmets out. You're going to win the game. And then Michael Vick ran wild, and all of a sudden, the emperor has no clothes. That's what happened yesterday down in Dallas. I, we, we talked about three specific things. One is motion, movement, running the football. That's not something that defense defends very well. And it, it may be a turnover, but get up on them early, punch them in the nose, and suddenly the Giant will go, oh, my God, I'm bleeding, and they don't know what to do. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. Exactly. Exactly. 
877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. 877-867-1670. Now, um, the, uh, let, let's see here. I, there was so much over in the live stream I wanted to kind of get to, and I haven't had a chance to catch up to everything, and I'm trying to pay attention to it. Um, there's a couple of people want to know, how do you defend Brock Purdy going into this contest? It's San Francisco is a different animal. Brock Purdy, you can get to and cause him to, to make a few mistakes. The, the only way you're going to win that game, defensively speaking, is pressure. Stop Christian McCaffrey, stop the run, and pressure. Now, what you are facing is exactly what you are, only better. You're facing an offense that uses motion, that uses movement, that uses it for dictation, and they're better at it. Shanahan has been better at it. You know, uh, I had said this yesterday that uh, the Packers now have made the divisional round of the playoffs in four out of the five seasons under Matt LaFleur. And uh, the last three times they have faced the San Francisco 49ers, they have lost. They have not beaten them. And it's four straight postseason losses to the 49ers that they come into this contest with. They have not been able to get past them. And this goes back to the Mike McCarthy era. So the 49ers have had the Packers' number, and Shanahan has had Matt LaFleur's number. So, But the Packers have beaten the 49ers in the regular season once under Matt LaFleur. So it's not like it can't be done. The Packers are going to have to play, again, nearly a flawless game and probably get a turnover. But I, I, I... I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, but this is just a different animal moving forward. Just a different animal. Uh, Ronald says, do you now step back and reconsider whether you really want to cut 33 loose because of the age? I never, Ronald, not me, I never wanted to cut him loose. I never wanted to lose Aaron Jones. I think he's the leader of that team. I think he, he acquiesces leadership to Jordan Love, but I think he is the leader of that team. I think he balled out. He has stepped up. He has had a 100-yard game in four straight games now. And they didn't have a 100-yard rusher all season long until all of a sudden the end of the season. Once he got healthy, I still think his first step, his initial step, his burst is quick. He's small. He's elusive. He's powerful. No, I, I, don't, I don't cut him loose. Bill, I, I, I think this is loose. the best stretch of his career, the last four games. I yeah. think that this is the most important most impactful, most memorable stretch. He's powered this offense the last four weeks. He powered him into the playoffs, and then he powered the offense yesterday and kept Dak Prescott on the sideline. Like, what he's done over the last month, I think this is as good as he's ever been. He's played mistake-free. He hasn't had big fumbles or gaffes like we've seen in the past. I think this is as good as he's ever been as a Packer, and I think that's so cool. Yeah, I think completely healthy. He's Now, you still want to find somebody to back him up, but... I think this is some of the best football he's played. I, I think when he's 100% healthy, he is terrific. And I think they finally have figured out a way to utilize him. And let, I'm still not a fan. I will say this, and I, I, I posted this yesterday. Um, he, he starts the opening drive. He is grinding, man. He is all over it. And all of a sudden, they get down inside the red zone, and they pull him out. I, I am so against that. Now, if he says, I need a breather, that's one thing. But they pull them out. They do it all the time, and it drives me nuts. And what, what saved them, and i got to go back to my notes, is, but what saved them, to me anyway, was that the, the, the Cowboys 
on what was it? I think think uh, third and long or second and long, the Cowboys ended up committing a, a penalty, and at that point in time, uh, they brought Jones back in because they ended up. Uh, Wilson got on the uh, Packers on the inside, and the Cowboys ten. Then the Packers got the uh, Cowboys got the penalty. Then they brought Jones back in, and that's when they ran the uh, the first play for the touchdown. Aaron Jones went around the outside, and he ended up scoring. and And it was like, okay, there you go. That because because you're not going to get that with Wilson. You're not going to get that burst of speed. You're not going to get around the end as fast. And when they brought Jones back in, they ended up uh, they ended up scoring right away. So I they got a little reprieve because Dallas shot themselves in the foot. Going back to the special teams, one of the notes that I had, I said, look, the special team started out relatively strong. You know, Anders Carlson, you know, the first uh, first touchdown, the extra point, they made it. Then Jaden Reed uh, kind of, he, he, got, he, he flopped, okay, but it was perfect. He ended up getting touched on that uh, fair catch, the interference. Then Dan, Daniel Whelan pins the Cowboys inside their own eight-yard line to start their second drive, so they were looking at a – a long way to go. It was like everything was complimentary starting to roll. Everything was complimentary. And then you watch the defense play in that next series. And Carrington Valentine, he was alone on an island, man, with Brandon Cooks. Down that left sideline. Never buckled. They, it was like these guys were just veterans. They just, and they ended up targeting, right? They went right after him. And they ended up throwing the ball incomplete. And I think that's when Dak went, oh, crap, I can't get it past that guy. And then you've got the where Jair looked as if he knew the route. He knew. I mean, that was the most impressive uh, pick of Jair's career, hands down, because that's not that he's not a catch guy. But he knew the route and fought the route. And that was like, wow. That was Jair Alexander's first interception since Christmas Day last year in Miami. And that was the most impressive pick of his career. I made a note of that yesterday. And by the time the Packers got done with the first quarter, between the pick, the drives they had, the Packers had held the ball for 11 minutes and four seconds in the first quarter. You couldn't have started the game any better. And that's that's when that first quarter ended – and you could see Mike McCarthy looking up at the scoreboard. They had this shot going away, going in the commercial. Mike's looking up, and Dak's walking over. And you could see the eyes. But he was walking like, man. Like, he had already ground out four quarters. And I thought, uh-oh, here we go. You see it. You're starting to see them tighten up. You're seeing that intensity now going, holy crap, what do we do? Because they didn't have an answer. They didn't have an answer. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, uh, go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Let's go to Scott listening to us in Shano. Scott, welcome to the program, man. How are you doing today? Good. It's Scott and Shano. Yep. Scott, go ahead. Okay. Uh, you know, in 95, when we went to uh, San Francisco and, you know, Newsom returned that fumble. Great show and great day, by the way. This is just so much fun here listening to everyone. Um, you know, we smacked San Francisco down 21 to nothing, and they were totally out of it. Nobody gave us a chance then. No one's going to give us a chance next week. You know, watching all the national pundits and the commentators just lose their cool and their ass on all these shows. I mean, 
people in Wisconsin kind of believe that we would have had a chance, but nobody else did. And you, you guys were right before with your other guests saying that um, there's a lot of similarities other than that was a veteran team, this is a younger team, but we got a chance. I just hope people believe and stick with it. Thanks for taking my call, and I'll listen to what you got to say. All right, bud. Appreciate it. He drops off. You get on board. 877-867-1670. Again, 877-867-1670. It's, uh, I will say, the there was not anybody on Good Morning Football. There was not anybody on the Fox broadcast that picked the Packers to win. Nobody. Nobody. I didn't see what ESPN uh, NFL Game Day uh, chose yesterday morning. I didn't get a chance to watch when they were making their picks, but all the talk was about what the Packers need to do. Randy Moss gave the Packers credit. Dan Orlovsky gave the Packers credit. Uh, Steve Mariucci gave the Packers credit. And that was pretty much it. There, there was not anybody else saying, hey, this team's got a legit chance to win when I was just kind of perusing yesterday. Uh, not many gave the Packers a chance to win. And look, I don't blame them. Dallas was 16-0 and at home. They were averaging just about 35 points, 40 points a game. They had been just blowing everybody out. But I had said at the time, if you go through the list of teams they beat at home, they weren't very good. They only had maybe one quality win, two quality wins. And then the other one was against the Lions, which they got some help from the officials on that. Otherwise, maybe the Lions win that game. So it, it, it was there was a possibility the Packers could go in there and maybe uh, – maybe, I, I didn't expect that but maybe be able to, to eke one out if they could stay close down the stretch because they have proven over the last four or five games that you know close ball games don't really phase them too much. The only, if you want to say there was a couple of black eyes yesterday, was one taking the foot off the gas a little bit too early. Uh, I absolutely positively hate, with every fiber of my being, I absolutely hate prevent defense. I absolutely effing hate it. It is just basically saying, hey, we're going to let you score, just take a little time to score. Uh, and, and I hate it. Instead of just sticking with what got you've been dominating all day, why change now? Why change now? You've been dominating all day. And all of a sudden, up and down the field, there goes the Dallas Cowboys. And it was a, a lot of stat padding for Dak and such. I get it. But why, why, why take your foot off the gas? I, I never, ever defensively have understood it. I never will. I'll never find anybody that I can that I can get to agree with me on that. When it comes to coaching, oh no, you got to play back, keep everything in front of you, let them eat up the clock. Well, if you let them eat up the clock, they're still they're still catching passes on the sideline, they're still stopping the clock, or they're just just getting giant chunk plays down the gut and sprinting to the line of scrimmage, only costing them an extra seven eight seconds. Yeah, they're vital, but come on, I, I that, that's that and Anders Carlson sucks are the two things that I believe uh, that are the only blemishes on yesterday's ballgame. Anders Carlson, look, all we heard about him coming into the season, what a big leg he's got. He's going to kick it consistently out of the end zone. Yesterday, I, don't, I how many times have we seen over the last two, three, four weeks where they're kicking it, kicking it maybe three yards short of the goal line and then allowing a 30-plus yard return? That's not great special teams. Someone needs to ask Rich Bisaccia this week, is that on purpose? Because it, it might be right. on purpose. A lot of teams do that. But we need to know, like, can he not kick it any farther than that? Because if he can't, that's a problem. 
And if you're intentionally right. kicking it short, stop getting cute. Just you guys can't cover anything. Just kick it through the end right. zone. Like someone needs to ask Rich Bisacci about this week. I hope someone does. I agree. I hope somebody does because it's I, I don't understand it. And with this guy with this big mammoth leg that everybody was talking about, about how great he was when they drafted him, it has been hot garbage. Hot garbage, to say the very least. Uh, let's go to Brian listening to us in Orlando. Brian, how you doing, man? What's going on? Well, I appreciate uh, you taking my call. Uh, I'll tell you, I was shocked yesterday uh, about Green Bay. I was just hoping that they could eke one out like 31-28. But, you know, it was just amazing what they did. And I agree with you on total prevent defense. Uh, to me, that's just a joke. They shouldn't let up until under two minutes left in the game. Then, you right. know, then put everybody out. But uh, it was just amazing. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't expect it to be honest with you. And with San Francisco, they're a better team. But I hope they do beat them. I really do. Yeah, I, I do too, man. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks for listening down in Orlando, Florida, too. I, I, I hope they beat them. Uh, again, uh, if I'm a betting man, I'm not putting a ton of money on the game in favor of the Packers, but I, I'd throw some down. I'd throw some down. Uh, this one's real quick before I go to break. Uh, this is from Mark. Mark says, did you see the video of the game yesterday around the inside bowl of the stadium with about four minutes left to go? Dallas fans started leaving after the Packers scored their last touchdown. Yeah, Mike, uh, Mike Clemens took a video. And Mike had texted me. He said, man, the Dallas fans are starting to uh, leave like rats off a sinking ship. Said, oh, yeah, big time, big time. They started uh, getting out of there yesterday. Good stuff. All right, let's do this. Off to a fast start. Great start today, as a matter of fact. Let's do uh, We'll take uh, a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more to get to. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Now, they're into the new year. Sportsbook yesterday, by the way, lines, lines at the kiosks. So a lot of people putting some money down on the games, on the postseason, getting ready for uh, the mid-portion of the NBA season, and then March Madness gets here. Oh, and the new, uh, the new sports book that they're building is going to be absolute positive dynamite. But there's a lot under one roof, whether it's the Street Eats, the Dream Dance Steakhouse, Rock and Brews, 360 Bar Downstairs, whatever it may be, they have got something for everybody. And then obviously there's slots, there's table games, bingo's back everything, and the overnight hotel stay to go along with it. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. Stay and play right there all under one roof. Again, go to PaysBig.com. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Maybe a victory beverage today. If you're going to get out and about, brave the cold a little bit, uh, go get some good stick-to-the-ribs food. Stoley's Hog Alley or Stoles Hall 109 up in Watertown, Ida Place. Awesome. Uh, get some pizzas because this afternoon you've got football. Tonight you've got football. Burgers, beverages, whatever it happens to be. And don't forget on the weekend, coming up on Friday, they have the best fish fry out there by all means. Lake Country and up in Watertown. They've got it. That's uh, Stoley's Hog Alley in Lake Country. Venice Beach Road in Oconomowoc or County Road R in Watertown. And Stoles Old 109. You can't go wrong. I know that uh, I saw Alicia posting out uh, uh, about Stoles Old 109 that they had the weather the other night. Their staff were having trouble getting in. And she just uh, was, you know, like a lot of businesses, just said, hey, look, it's not worth it. 
it's a nasty night. Let's get back at it tomorrow or let's get back at it on Sunday, but uh, it's not worth it right now. So they stayed, uh, they stayed shut down over the weekend, but uh, yesterday came back with a vengeance, had some great parties. I saw some pictures from both places. Stoley's Hog Alley, Lake Country, USA, and Stoles Old 109 in Watertown. Both of them, you just can't, can't go wrong. Good stuff and great people. Um, the, uh, this one's uh, from John says, I think the kicker is going to get more time, but competition will be brought in. I remember Mason Crosby having tough stretches and the team stuck with him. Mason Crosby had tough stretches and the team stuck with him because he had a track record. Anders Carlson doesn't have a track record. The guy's missing PATs. I mean, eventually something like that's going to come back to bite you, you know, uh, and the, I, and again, I, I, I believe what Grant says is true. We got to ask the question, is this, is this meant to be? Are you doing this on purpose? Are you trying to get him to pin a team down to, to, to bring it out from the two or three yard line? And if so, why? Why? Because the coverage units have not been great. When you're allowing a 30 plus yard return, that's putting the ball out near the 40, 35, 40. Why? why? So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if uh, he has any answers this week because I think it is a legitimate question. I, I completely agree with that. I just don't know why this Packers team, they've been cursed on special teams for so long. They're still not good. They're ranked bottom three, four in the league this year. I don't know why they play with fire by allowing kick returns. Just kick it through the end zone, right? right. Just let them get it at the 25, risking a kick return to try to tackle them at the 23-yard line. That's not worth. That risk is not worth it to me, in my opinion. Um, let's see here. This is, uh, from OU812. Uh, Fox was shocked that their precious Cowboys got destroyed by a small town and no owner team. That, well, they've been shocked before. Packers have beaten them before. I, I, this, but this was a different level because this was a team that had pro bowlers. This was a team that was running near the top in a lot of different categories. This was a team that put pressure on quarterbacks. This was a team that they just, it, like I said, the most of the media in Dallas just felt like this this was merely a formality. Super Wild Card Weekend was a formality, you know? And they they didn't just get beat. They got their asses whipped. You know, it, 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 that's, that's what was so shocking about it. By the way, I, I will agree with you in this particular sense. The... Halftime show, now I didn't get a chance to hear it, but I saw a lot of reaction and saw it. The halftime show on Fox with Jimmy Johnson going off. Now, he was a former Cowboy coach. He was just inducted into the Cowboys Ring of Honor. He's got a connection there. I understand it. I understand it. But that whole halftime show was dedicated to the Cowboys and not at all giving any credit to what the Green Bay Packers just did. I mean, not at all. And it was, I thought, biased and bad. Shame on Fox. I, I thought it was really bad. Everybody picked the Cowboys. Any any smart money person would have looked at this and said, ah, the Packers could win this game, but if I'm going to put my money on it, you you go with the team that's been – Winning that's been dominant at home in many different facets that does so many things well to what the Packers don't do well. You just thought, you know what? No problem. So I understand that. But what they did at halftime, I thought was a, a distinct disservice to the Green Bay Packers. 
I get it a little bit. I mean, the Cowboys are the big brand, and I, I understand that. All right. the pressure's on them, so all the conversation is about them as well, which I think actually benefits the Packers, although we'd like a little bit more love, right? They have no pressure, so if they play poorly or they play well, we're not talked about as much. I don't think that anyone on TV was shocked by what the Packers did yesterday. They've looked like the same team now for the last month. They held up their end of the bargain. The Cowboys did not, right? I think if the Cowboys show up and actually play really well, I still think they— they could have won that. It's not like the Packers were unbeatable yesterday. The Cowboys completely no-showed. So I, I think yeah. the bigger surprise and the bigger story is why they were talked about is the Cowboys completely no-showing. The Packers just did what they've been doing for the better part of the month, the last month, yep. really. Uh, and, and I don't fault Jimmy Johnson. They gave him the floor, and he's a former Packers coach or a former Cowboys coach. I mean, he, he has no affiliation really to the Packers. So I get that. I, I, I don't fault him for that. But I just thought the the piling on, I, I thought it was a joke to leave that segment for basically Cowboys praise. And really, when you get into the in-depth aspect of it, if Jimmy Johnson was so fired up, why not give us a little bit more? Why not talk about Dan Quinn's defense? Why not talk about the inability to stop the run? Why not talk about the fact that the Packers' offensive line was dominating? They were winning man-to-man. So I understand trying to get you know kind of appeal to manhood and fire up inside a locker room and such. But they didn't talk about the play of Jordan Love, the the physicality with which Jair played to come up with that pick. Darnell Savage in the pick six. I mean, I can go on and on and on. I can go on and on and on. It just, I, I just, I thought it was a complete kind of just a, a very disrespectful moment for a team that nobody expected to win, going out there and completely dominating the first half against a team that had completely overlooked them. So, I get it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, let's go to Luke listening to us in uh, – Ch- is it Chaseburg? Hey, Luke. Bill, yeah. I'm, I'm yep, okay. Here. Okay, just checking. There uh, you go. What's going on, man? So, so first off, I just want to let you guys know I am a lifelong Packer fan, but at the beginning of the season – I felt like I turned into a fair weather fan. I was hating on Lafleur. I was hating on Jordan Love. But man, yesterday and the last couple of weeks, they totally proved me wrong. I uh, <laughs> continued to be a lifelong Packer fan, but it was tough. It was tough at the beginning. Yeah. Nope. I completely get it. I understand it. Understandable, think, man. What uh, a game. Do you think Joe Barry's going to keep his job after after winning this game? That's the question, uh, and that's the one question that everybody's asking today. And if, let's say, they go on a run and they play this way again, my my argument has been I don't think Joe Barry keeps his job. My argument has been if this was the way it was supposed to be, why did it take you 15 weeks to get here? That yeah. that's, that's, my, that's my number one argument. Why did DeVito look so good? Why did Baker Mayfield look so good? Why did Bryce Young get an NFC Player of the Week because your defense played so incredibly poorly. Why did it take you 15 weeks to figure it out? And did you figure it out, or did Matt LaFleur walk up into the office and go, if you don't start doing something different, we're leaving the uh, – you're done. I'll, I'll fire you today. Uh, I, I, you know, I want to know that, the workings behind the scenes too, because I thought that was uh, – w- again, why did it take 15 weeks to get here? Why did it take the, the screams from the media and everybody surrounding basically saying to Matt LaFleur, why have you not fired this guy? And uh, the excuses Matt LaFleur made trying to figure out solutions, 
why did you not fire this guy? Then all of a sudden he starts acting like he's the uh, the smartest guy in the room. I, I, I don't know why. So that would be the reason I would say, look, regardless of what happens, Joe Barry's going to go. Because you can't go through another 15 weeks to suddenly go, oh, yeah, this is how I want to play defense. Can't do it. So I don't think he keeps his job, but, you know, again, appreciate the phone call. Uh, and that was Luke and Chaseberg. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. Brandon O'Claire will be first out of the shoot when we come back. So don't go anywhere. We'll get right back to you for sure. But that, that has been my, my argument regarding Joe Barry all along, is I, I do not want to see a, a wash, rinse, and repeat where the defense comes out, plays one good, good game, starts to get beat. Matt LaFleur has to go and say, we got to get more aggressive, got to get more pressure, got to tackle better, got to fundamentally be better. Geyser's talking about communication, don't know where to be, don't know where to go. The season's on the brink, and then they start to get aggressive. They start to play better. I, no, I, I, I'm done with that. Because this team, I think, had uh, specifically against uh, the Giants, specifically against Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers, they were done uh, a disservice. If they're this good, then it should have happened in those games as well, and they should have actually had a better standing within the division. Or, uh, you know, now things have worked out, don't get me wrong, but they should have had a better standing than what they ended up with. And I think, that, you know, granted, it's complimentary football because the offense didn't play well early portion of the season either. But still, I, I no, no, wouldn't be doing it. Hey, I, I know it's cold, man. And if uh, you did not have heat over the weekend like we didn't, whew, you understand how vital it is to have somebody on call and on your speed dial. If you're out in La Crosse, Trempolo, Monroe, Vernon, Jackson County, man, you better thank God you got uh, every plumbing and heating on your side. Uh, and I'm sure they were out doing yeoman's work over the weekend like everybody was. But you got to have somebody to call. I got uh, baseboard radiant heat in this house, which is water. And the minute the power went out, suddenly the water isn't flowing anymore. And your biggest fear is that it's going to freeze. And then when it does kick back on, the pipes are going to burst. And suddenly you're going to have water damage everywhere. And then it's a major insurance claim. So you got to start calling and getting advice. And every plumbing and heating, great people, uh, helped you out along the way, I'm sure. But if now today is the day and you're going, man, my furnace can't keep up, the radiant heat can't keep up, what do I need to do? Call them. Call them. 608-783-2803. 608-783-2803. Been in business a long time. Three generations now at every plumbing and heating out in the La Crosse area. They're, technically, they're in on Alaska. But La Crosse, Trempolo, Monroe, Vernon, Jackson counties, call them. 608-783-2803. Allow a little lag time because they're busy as hell. But they'll get to you, and they do terrific work. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. thinking about uh, the snow that has fallen and you've got uh, an awning above your patio maybe an awning above your business maybe your boat cover is uh, frozen and torn uh, and looking a little tattered now is the time to start thinking about getting that thing replaced that's our buddy Dwayne D-U-A-N-E-S Dwayne's Cover It All.com that is Dwayne's Cover It All.com whether it's boat covers awnings gym equipment office furniture so much more and uh, right now you're looking outside going man it's kind of nice it's kind of pretty but then again you see the icicles, you know it's only about 2 degrees outside. 
And as the snow continues to fall or as the snow has fallen and the ice begins to form, it starts to tear things up. Now's the time to start thinking about getting it replaced. So that way it's nice and shiny and new. Come springtime. That's our buddy at Dwayne's. Cover it all up in Wausau. 715-870-2119. Give us a shout. Give them a shout. Um, if you want to give us a shout, you can, by all means, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Gabe says, was this Matt LaFleur's best game ever? And uh, the second part to the two-part question, he says, do you think the outcome is the same if Aaron Rodgers is under center? Uh, let's go back to your first uh, question. Is this Matt LaFleur's best game? If it's not, it has to be one of the top three. Um, the coaching job he did his first year in taking over for Mike McCarthy and kind of wrapping his arms around the organization at that point, I thought was was really solid, an incredibly solid coaching performance. So I, I'd have to say that first year as a whole, but I don't know what game you would say is the best game, the biggest game because he won his first playoff game, and then he won the divisional round, or he won the divisional round, and then he went on to an NFC Championship game out in San Francisco, in which they lost. But that season you'd have to consider to be just an epic success because they didn't have a great defense. And yet, for what the team did the year prior, under the circumstance, that was to, to come back and bounce back the next year at 13-3 and was impressive. But this was... Game plan-wise, this uh, we were sitting at uh, Nice Ash yesterday, and one of the guys at Nice Ash said, said, is this the Matt LaFleur offense we've been waiting for? And my answer was yes. Now you're seeing the motion, the movement, the pre-snap determination, two tight ends, single tight ends. You're seeing just different packages, you know, uh, loading up one on the side of the offensive line to account for certain things, you know, going misdirection. Always making sure that Micah Parsons was accounted for. I, I just there was so many good things to that win. So my answer to you would be yes. Now, would Aaron Rodgers have won that game? I'll I'll take it a step further. The current level of Aaron Rodgers. Had Aaron Rodgers remained with the team this year, let's just let's just take it there. My answer is no. They wouldn't even be in the postseason. Just when you step back from the Rodgers situation, and I really I, I really wanted to see Rodgers get one more Super Bowl in Green Bay. I really did. I wanted to see it happen. But now that you are, as a fan, you're away from that circumstance. A year removed. And... Even as fans, you just breathe easier. You can see the legit camaraderie between Love and the, the offense and the guys that have his back and vice versa. You can see that he doesn't say to them, you need to get on my level, and one of the other guys can coach you up, and then I, I'm going to come in and take over. He, you don't see that. You see a guy that says, and I said this last year when it came to Rodgers, you need to lower yourself down to raise people up, and Rodgers refuses to do that. So no, I don't think I don't think that that 
Aaron Rodgers would have led this team in this win because they would not have been in this position to win. They would have been sitting at home. So hopefully that makes sense. Let's go back to the phone call. Let's talk to Brad listening to, to us in Eau Claire. Brad, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? I'm doing real well, Bill. I'm plowing snow at work today. It's a lovely there you sunny go. day. Bill, I'm piggybacking a little bit on what you said prior to going to commercial, but I missed it. But uh, it was about the pundits. And I was with my two boys yesterday, and what we discussed was that you watched Monday morning. They're going to talk about what happened to the Cowboys instead of how well the Packers played. And this Mm -hmm. morning, I turned on NFL Network, and immediately I went to ESPN. Bill, the captions were identical, and it said, what went wrong with the Cowboys? So Mm -hmm. they were giving no credit to the Packers, is my point. Right. No, I I 100% agree. It was all – and look, I get it. The Cowboys are a big deal. But there was not much, and I know all this week now moving forward, they're going to talk about whether or not Mike McCarthy is fired today or tomorrow and is Bill Belichick the next guy, and that's going to steal the headlines. But at some point, you're going to have to talk about this Packers team moving forward and heading into San Francisco to take on a very good 49ers team. Or is it just going to be, you know, hey, what do the 49ers have to do to just play their best ball to be able to beat Green Bay? And there's going to be no Fs given to Green Bay coming into this one either. I, 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 that's fine. Fly under the radar. You know, you shouldn't, but they are. And, and I, I guess if you just keep winning, eventually they'll pay attention to you. You know, that's kind of the where somebody had said earlier, this feels like 2010 all over again. That's kind of where the Packers were back then. Remember, they limped into the postseason, and then they went into Philadelphia and won. And then they really opened everybody's eyes up when they beat the hell out of Atlanta, a game that many people thought they were going to lose. And instead, they beat the hell out of Atlanta in many different facets. And that's when people yep. went, oh, wait a minute, this team might be pretty good. So it kind of Correct. feels a little like 2010, respectability-wise. Thank you, Bill, very much. Enjoy the All right, game. buddy. Appreciate it. He drops off. You get on board. 877-867-1670. Doesn't it? feels a little bit of like 2010 all over again in that facet. I get that I, fans I, are frustrated. That, like, we want the love, right? We don't just want this to be about why the Cowboys crash and burn. But this is... You know, this is the other side of the coin. We've been enjoying no pressure, right, and 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 no baggage and no extra attention and no extra stress. But the other half of that coin is when you play the Cowboys, the Cowboys have all the stress. They So it's about them. It's about right. the other teams, which is actually kind of nice. I'm actually enjoying right. the season being about other teams. Nope, I uh, completely agree. Paul says if Aaron Rodgers stirs the pot more in the McAfee show this week, then you know he's hurt inside about love taking uh, the helm in Green Bay. Uh, according to what they said last week, he's done. He only came on to talk about Bill Belichick for all of about two minutes last week, and that was it. Um, there was the announcement made that ESPN and Pat McAfee said that Aaron Rodgers' run on the Pat McAfee show is over. So my assumption is that he is not going to be back tomorrow and uh, that uh, his, his, his role with the Pat McAfee show is done. So I, I can't imagine him... He, now, he may be on another podcast somewhere, but at this point in time, uh, he's become kind of a kind of a pariah, I guess, better than to say it in many different terms. This portion of the program brought to you by Burn Pit Barbecue. BurnPitBBQ.com. BurnPitBBQ.com. If you're going to sit at home tonight, you're going to grill something up or fire up a steak in the skillet. 
throw a little rub on there, maybe even a little sauce on there, whatever it happens to be, they've got it. Just go to burnpitsbbq.com. I know that they were at the uh, home show. I know there are a lot of the different interior shows and such going on right now throughout the state of Wisconsin. Go to burnpitsbbq.com, veteran-owned and based right here in Wisconsin, burnpitsbbq.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. day it is today Packers get a win the sun is out feels warmer than it actually is all is right with the world Packers dominate dominate the uh, the Dallas Cowboys now seven o'clock on Saturday night uh, on Fox Packers head to uh, Santa Clara California where they're going to face off against the San Francisco 49ers can they get a win again and shock the world the number one overall seed in the NFC the uh, 49ers now wait for the Green Bay Packers. Youngest team to get there and then the first seventh seed to get a win on the road and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, well, there's some good games over the weekend. You had the cold game between the, the Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs. And then last night after the Packers uh, culminated their contest over in Detroit, I, you know, I found myself in a little weird way rooting for Matthew Stafford to kind of return home and get a win. But... Um, but by the time the game ended, I have to admit, I, like many people, I know there was the epic picture of the, uh, the guy that was standing in the stands in a lion's shirt crying. That's what that win meant to that organization and those fans. The first time in 30 plus years that the lions have got a postseason win and what a, what a special night it was in Detroit. Now, if, uh, now think about this, if Detroit wins next week, and the Packers win next week, the NFC Championship game will then be in Detroit. It'll be in Detroit. And uh, and then uh, Packers fans can infiltrate, you know, Ford Field. Dare to dream, right? Dare to dream. And take on a team that they've already beaten, beaten once. So, dare to dream. Uh, but tonight, I know what I'm doing tonight. You bet, man. Uh, I'm I, today. I have not been to the grocery store in a while. So today is the day that uh, I get off the air. I got to go to the grocery store. Then I'm heading down to Robert's specialty meats. And tonight it is a small personal Al Capone roast for sure. Uh, they always have fresh asparagus down there. So I'm going to do that. Uh, make it relatively healthy heading down to the wagon wheel. And I'm going to sit down and enjoy the games that are on this afternoon and this evening. Just, I can't wait. I've got my night plan. I've got a lot of paperwork I got to do. We've got everything booked now for uh, Vegas. We're ready to go for Las Vegas. I mean, just everything's rolling in the right direction. It just is. We're just excited. So, uh, so yeah, I'm just uh, I'm looking forward to it. But Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. Here I come today. Down on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. And whether it's an Al Capone roast, ribs on a stick, uh, you can even get the bacon-wrapped jalapeno poppers. Uh, they have those pre-made. Just pop them in the oven. Uh, whatever it may be, they've got it right there for you. They are your hometown butcher. But that's my night tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, 
1670. Got two more hours yet to go. Don't forget, final hour of the program. We got Mike Clements going to be joining us. Mike was down in Dallas and a lot of insight in that particular case. By the way, uh, a lot of questions about the injury front coming out of last night. We're going to hear from many people in the locker room, a lot of players after this. This whole next hour, we're going to take calls, we're going to get your thoughts, but we're going to hear from a lot of the guys inside the locker room from last night. A lot of things. We're going to hear from Mike McCarthy, going to hear from Jerry Jones, that as well. Stay tuned. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. More of the Bill Michael Show on this victory. Green and gold Monday, something we just didn't, didn't really have a lot of belief in, but man, oh man, shock the world! More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.